My guest was caught up into heaven, and he heard secrets on how you can walk in God's manifest presence 24-7. Imagine how your life would be different if you could feel His presence all the time. Is there a supernatural dimension, a world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. I wouldn't want it any other way. I lived the other way, and I lived in the presence of God. Presence of God is much better. My guest, Shane Warren, at age 12, he knew nothing, deadly, about the reality of God, and he had a mystery visitor as a young boy. Tell me about that mystery visitor. Well, when I was 12 years old, my grandfather had built a fort uh, for the grandkids, and I was the number one grandson, and uh, I would spend a lot of time with them. I had great parents, great grandparents. They loved me dearly, but had no religious background, so to speak of, just was taught to respect it. And I went to the woods one day just to be alone, have some fun as a kid, sat down in that old fort and looked up. And when I looked up, a man was standing before me. Uh, I've heard people say that his clothes were white. It didn't look like he was clothed in white. It looked like he was clothed in the sun. It was almost that difficult to look at his clothing. And I had this overwhelming bathing in the love of God, just love like I'd never felt before or since before in my entire life. And the, I've sought for years, Sid, for the word to describe how I felt. Now I know Isaiah 6, when Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up, he said, I am undone. At 12 right. years of age, I'd never done a major sin or anything like that. But I just knew I was incomplete. I was undone. But at the same time, the overwhelming love of the Most High God just bathed me and overshadowed me. And the Lord walked up to me, put His hand upon my head, His right hand upon my head. and You he had said, hair back then. I had hair back okay. then. In fact, many people think that's the reason I don't have hair today. But, uh, but He walked up, put His right hand upon my head. It burned like an iron on my head. And He said, I have called you to the nations. I started weeping uncontrollably. I looked down and, and as, you know, almost in shame or guilt. I don't know really what it was. But I, when I looked back up to look at Him, I could still feel His hand on my head but he was gone. I rose from that experience, ran straight to my grandfather, said to him, tell me what in the world did I just see? He said, I have, I have no idea. idea. But, but he said, you have an aunt that started going to church. Let's go to her and, and let's find out if she knows. I went to my aunt's house. Her name was Barbara. She's still alive today. And she said, I believe you have just seen the Lord. 
the next Sunday, December, uh, or, or uh, Resurrection Sunday morning, 1982. I went to church for the first time. The ushers got up to take up the offering. I didn't even know what to do. I'd never been in church. I ran down to the front, gave my heart to Jesus, and that began my journey in the supernatural. What I find fascinating about you is when he speaks before groups, he will feel God's hands on his head, that same fire, and when that occurs, miracles take place. For instance, tell me about the time your congregation was minding its own business, worshiping God and a man born blind, and get this, the rabbis tell us that there are th three major messianic miracles to confirm who the Messiah is. And one of the Messianic miracles is someone that was born blind getting their sight back. Tell me what happened. It was on a Sunday night. The power of God hit our church. It was so uncontrollable and, and it was so uh, out of the box that in my religious bone, I just wanted to jump up and just shut it down. And the Lord spoke to me and said, don't touch this, this is me. I, I, it got even more out of control. I went up again to shut it down. And again, the Lord spoke to me, except this time in a much harsher voice. He said, if you touch this, you touch me and I'll touch you. I backed away from the pulpit in fear. I gave an altar call at that time. I said, God's here. Anybody that needs a touch from the Lord, come down to the front. A man by the name of Sammy, who was blind, wore glasses, dark glasses. We knew him well. His wife led him around our church. We had, you know, he'd been a member of our church. And so we knew he wasn't faking. This was his condition. He was in my far left hand uh, corner of our platform. And I ran over to him, laid my hands on him. He fell to the floor and began to pray in the spirit. And I just started sporadically going across the uh, auditorium, laying hands on people. When about that time, an usher ran up to me and grabbed me and was shaking me and said, Pastor, Pastor, at the top of his lungs. I said, what? He said, the blind man, the blind man. And I said, what about him? He said, he can see. He can see. I turned and looked, Sid, and to my amazement, he had his, he took his glasses off his uh, face, his dark glasses. His cane was laying on the ground. His precious wife was holding up fingers. He was mimicking what she was holding up, replicating what she was holding up. And God had healed his eyes and he could see. We brought him up on the platform. He could see everybody in the building. We have a large sanctuary. He could see people standing in the balcony with certain colored shirts on. It was the most glorious thing that I'd ever seen. But there was a double miracle. <laughs> Listen to this. Not only did this man born blind get his sight back, but he went to the doctor because you see, he had no optic nerve. You can't see without optic nerves. So the doctor examined his optic nerve and what is the, what did the doctor The find? doctor said, you're having delusions. There's no way that you can see. He would read everything. <laughs> he would, because his optic nerves were still not there and he still could see. You get that? <laughs> yeah, it was an absolute miracle what, what had happened. And they told me he was delusional. He said, no, I can read everything. He would read everything in the office. He came back, came many times, went many times to the doctor and still the same thing. What's he do for a living now? Now he's a computer programmer in the last Have time Have you I ever heard. seen a blind computer programmer? Yeah. <laughs>
That same night, we had people's backs that were instantly healed, legs that grew out, uh, shot out, a man standing in the sound booth who is a, one of the deacons of my church. And uh, we've known he had this condition from an accident, had many surgeries. His leg grew out. He came up testified. Right, what, what do you mean his leg grew out? One was shorter than the other? One was much shorter than the other one. And, and instantly when God healed Sammy, the glory of God hit the building and his leg grew out. He came running to the front. And he said, I'm, I, I, I thought something was wrong, but what? I have a buildup on my shoe. And I realize the reason I'm crooked now is because I, I got to take the buildup. I got to take the shoes off to be straight because of... God had healed his leg. I'll tell you what, we're going to come right back, but when the Messiah put his hand on Shane's head, something so wonderful happened. Shane many times knows people's names that he's never met before. He actually knows their address, people he's never met before. He even knows the dreams they had, and better than knowing the dreams, he knows what the meanings of the dreams are. Don't go away because I'm going to turn him loose in a few minutes. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! Your life can be different if you could feel God's presence all the time. All the great people in the Bible walked in God's presence. This is normal. Shane Warren has learned how to be normal. He was caught up into heaven and heard secrets on how you can walk in God's manifest presence 24-7. Call now and get Shane Warren's anointed book, Secrets of the Well, and his three-part audio CD teaching, Living in the Throne Room. Yours for a donation of $36. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9148. Through this book and three-part audio CD teaching, you will learn how to access the throne room of God. Understand how worship can create a well of resource for strength and revelation for every situation you are facing. Discover how to release God's abundance and miracles. Learn how to activate angels to help win every war. What if I could teach you how to live in the presence of God 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and experience the supernatural wherever you go? What if I could teach you how to activate angels and have breakthroughs financially, physically, and spiritually? Don't miss out on getting Shane Warren's anointed book, Secrets of the Well, and his three-part audio CD teaching, Living in the Throne Room. Yours for a donation of $36. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9148. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9148 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural! Hello, Sid Roth here. And how do you like our studio audience? I used to say live studio audience until my wife said, what are you, uh, live as opposed to dead? Yeah, <laughs> live studio audience. So I don't say that anymore. Anyway, uh, Shane Warren, uh, you had the most amazing experience after tragedy struck. Uh, his father died at a young age. His mother went into so much grief that uh, she was dying, literally. Shane sees all of these miracles. This is normal for him, but his own mother is dying. And so on, on one of the worst nights of his life, 
he, he was holding his mother. She's wasting away to nothing, not eating, to just total grief because her husband has died. And he goes into a room and uh, he, he, he talks to God really from his heart. What did you say? I said to the Lord, uh, I said, uh, Lord, I don't understand what you're doing. Laid hands on thousands of people around the world, seen them receive their miracles. I don't understand what you're doing. I said, but God, I want you to know, no matter what happens to my mother, I'm going to serve you, I'm going to be faithful to you, and I'm going to preach this gospel to the ends of the world. But then all of a sudden, something clicked in me, and I turned my attention toward the adversary. Enemy. And I said, enemy, I want you, I want to, know you to know that no matter what happens no matter to my mother tonight, no matter what happens to me in life, there'll be one thing you'll never touch or take from my life. And I said, you'll never be able to take my song, my praise. I put a guitar around my neck and I started strumming that guitar and just worshiping, you know, a reckless worship to God. When all of a sudden I was caught up, the only way I know to describe this is like what the Apostle Paul must have experienced when he said, I was caught up. Literally, I was caught up into the heavens and for the next seven hours, I began to see things in the spirit realm and get keys about worship, about the activity of angels in worship. Wait, wait a second. You were caught up into heaven for seven hours? For seven hours. And how I know this is after it was all over, when I came to myself, and when I say that I came to myself, it was like I hit my body. And so I, you, you almost, when Paul says uh, either in the, I know a man either in the body or out of the body, you know what he was talking about. I know exactly about. what he's talking about. And I hit my body and it startled me. And when I came to, my, get, my hands were still on the guitar with a cord. My, my arm was still here ready to strum it. And I was sitting there in that chair. I looked at the clock and I'd been sitting there for seven hours. How did that change your life? It changed my whole perspective because now uh, the Lord commissioned me from that experience to come back and to make people aware of the spirit realm. Sid, people do not understand how active the atmosphere is around them, all around them. There's angels all over this, this studio. Just because we can't see it many times, see them with our naked eye, doesn't mean they're not there. What you're saying is it's going on whether we see it or not. Just like before we had uh, a telescope or right. a microscope, the stars were still there, the germs were still there, we just couldn't see them, but they were there. It changed my life. It opened up the spirit realm to me in a way that I'd never seen. It changed the way I, I do ministry. When I go speak at places, I started becoming aware of, of the activity that God was doing in the atmosphere. Even in our personal time, when we worship Him, we, we are, uh, you know, this, this is the way I say it everywhere I go. You're closer to a breakthrough than you think you are. You're closer to a breakthrough than you think you are. You, there, there are angels that have been assigned to our lives that have breakthrough in their hands. But wait a second, you read the Bible. You knew all this stuff was going on. Why did you have to see it to believe it? I did not only read the Bible, I prized myself on being a good theologian. But God had to take off the scale of theology off my eyes. Some of our greatest hindrances in the church world and in religion 
in general is that it places a blindness on us because we begin to see from man's perspective concerning eternity instead of from God's perspective concerning eternity. So God pulled those glasses off of me. It was the greatest thing that ever happened. And since that time, I see miracles everywhere. I see God performing things everywhere. I'm talking about uh, things that would just shock most people. Tell, tell me about that, that woman that had the skin-eating disease. There was, a, there was a lady in our church uh, uh, who had a skin-eating flesh disease. I can't remember the name of it just off the top of my head, but uh, it had created gaping holes in her flesh under her, her armpits in those areas. And she, it was the most pitiful thing. It completely debilitated this woman. This woman was a hard worker, a provider. She was a mother. She could do none of that. It debilitated her. In one of our church services, the presence of God, the glory of God came in again in one of those special ways. She came forward, hands were laid upon her and, and, and went back home. And that night when she took her garment off, thinking she's going to have to bandage these wounds, the wounds had healed up and God had healed this flesh-eating disease. She had been to numerous doctors and they had given up. Nobody could heal this I have woman. to tell you, I saw you the pictures, so the before pictures of this disease and this woman, and she, it looked so gross. I had difficulty looking at it. How long did it take to heal up? Just a, just a matter, well, I guess from the time she got prayed for to the time she got home. She took it off. She didn't realize when she took her blouse off, she said, oh my, I, I, look at the miracle that has happened in me. She, she was caught up in the presence of the Lord. She's slain oh. in the power of the Holy Ghost, and she, she didn't realize what was going on. When people hear Shane's teaching, they get the same revelation that he got, but their eyes are opened up to that invisible world, and no longer will be prayer will be a drudgery. No longer worshiping God will be a drudgery. You'll recognize what's going on in that room, and you can't wait to get there. I'm going to have Shane move in supernatural gifts of the Spirit even, I believe, naming names. Get ready. We'll be right back after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Pastor Tony Kemp went 26 years without seeing any major miracles in his ministry. Then he logged on to our ministry website, SidRoth.org, and began watching archive programs of It's Supernatural for five to eight hours a day. It was like going to a school for the supernatural. He was being mentored, and he received one impartation after another. Miracles began to happen in his ministry. The crippled walk, the blind see, the deaf hear. People with all kinds of diseases are healed. Others receive missing body parts. Some experience supernatural weight loss. Jesus said, you shall do greater works than I do. Why don't you do what Tony Kemp has done? Log on to SidRoth.org and begin watching our archives of It's Supernatural TV programs. It's free. Get ready to receive an impartation from God so you too can begin to walk in the supernatural. We now return to it's supernatural. I am so excited for you. What is going to happen is the presence of God is going to literally invade where you are right now, wherever you are. Shane, 
you, you got such revelations. When you, he went to heaven for seven hours. He saw what's going on in the invisible world. Now, rather than fighting it, he's cooperating with it. Uh, tell me a bit about the warfare of worship that you observed. Well, one of the things the Lord showed me in that visitation, Exodus 32, Moses is on a mountain. He comes down and meets Joshua halfway. And he says, Joshua says, there's a sound of warfare in the camp. In the camp, the people had built a golden calf. They were worshiping. Right. The word worship there means to kiss mouth to mouth or lick like a dog licks a, a master. So how can you, how can licking or kissing or worshiping sound like warfare? And the Lord spoke to me and said, that's what worship sounds like in the spirit realm. That whenever the child of God begins to worship, that it is the sound of warfare in the atmosphere. I don't care if it's you individually or you corporately. Of course, corporately is, is even more powerful because you're multiplying. It has a multiplying effect. But anytime you worship, it is the sound of warfare in the atmosphere. The prophet said, he teaches my fingers to battle and my hands to make war. And God spoke to me and said, if people will learn the power of worship, they could win most of the battles that they encounter by simply learning the power of snapping a finger. And every war could be accomplished by clapping. The, word, the reason clapping is because in Hebrew, the word clap means to blast as with a trumpet. Hmm. That whenever there is the clapping of hands and shouting means to shrill or to blast as with a trumpet. That whenever you combine these elements, it is the sound of warfare in the atmosphere and it confuses the, the spirit realm, at least the wicked spirit realm. But at the same time, it activates the angelic realm and God begins to move on people's behalf. What's happening in this studio right now? I feel in the, the invisible of world. Right now, there's angels all over this room. There's angels all around your studio audience. There's angels all around us. There's angels, uh, all of you who are watching in your homes or wherever you're watching from, there's angels everywhere. And they've come with breakthrough in their hand. The Lord says that He's looking for a certain type of person. According to John chapter 4, the, the Bible says, The Father seeketh such to worship Him. The eyes of the Lord see it run to and fro on the earth looking for a worshiper. Not somebody who does worship. Worship is an act. But a worshiper is a state of being. It's who we are. God is looking for a worshiper. And according to Hebrews chapter 2, whenever uh, the body of Christ begins to worship, Jesus shows up. It's in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. It says Jesus shows up. And it tells us what He does when He shows up. He starts looking for the worshipers. And the Bible says that He starts walking around to His beloved, to the children of God, and starts speaking the redemptive names of God in their ears. Even as we're sitting here right now, Jesus is walking around. Now, He can, he can be everywhere at one time if He wants to be because He's God. And he, can, he is whispering the redemptive names of now, God. Now, most people don't know the redemptive names of God. Tell us a few. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. So there might be a, a single mom in the audience tonight or watching me by television and you're struggling financially. Whenever you begin to worship God, Jesus shows up and He'll come and whisper in your ear, He's Jehovah Jireh. He's the Lord your provision. Or if you're sick in your body, and He'll walk up to you and whisper in your ear, He's Jehovah Rapha. And those redemptive names hold weight. They hold power. Now, you might not hear them with your physical ear, but you hear them with your spiritual ear.
He that hath an ear, let him hear. He's not talking about a physical ear. He's talking about a spirit ear, what the spirit has to say to the church. And so whenever that comes into your ear, it, it ministers to you. It brings healing to you. This just happened in Pineville, Louisiana. I was there. A man had a kidney condition. His kidneys were literally in failure. And while I was preaching, I was preaching about this fact that Jesus walks amongst the brethren and declares the names of God. And I walked up to him and I said, like for you, example, the Lord is declaring in your ear tonight because you need this. And I bent down and whispered in his ear, Jehovah Rapha, he's the Lord your healer. The next night, the man got up, said, I went to my doctor, and I've got to testify. Here's what happened. My kidneys were in failure. They didn't know what they were going to do. The doctor, he brought back to the doctor's report. The doctor said, my kidneys have completely reversed. They are working. What happened was Jesus, the great physician, walked up to him and gave him exactly what he needed by simply whispering in his ear. Has God given you any specific names for this show? Absolutely. There is a lady by the name of Stephanie. She's either in the studio audience, in the overflow room, and here or she's watching by television right now, Stephanie has a, a, a chronic condition uh, like colitis or something of that effect. It is a chronic stomach condition. And the Lord right now is whispering to you, Jehovah, Jireh, or Jehovah Rapha, that He's your healer. And God is healing you, Stephanie. There's a man in my prayer time today, the Lord told me there would be a man by the name of Jim. They call you Jimmy. Your mother used to call you JJ. And the Lord said, you're a businessman and you're in financial trouble. You're fixing to lose everything that you have, and the Lord is going to come through. You're, you're, this is destined for, for you to watch this program right now, and the Lord's stepping into your situation, and you're going to see by this time tomorrow, things are going to be different for you. God's going to do a miracle for you. And I believe right now the Lord is all over this studio to minister to people in every need that they have. There's nothing impossible. I, I believe that as you speak, whisper, speak, however, sing the names of God, everything that God's name stands for, everything that God stands for is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Would you do that right now? Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. And Lord, right Praise now, we Lord. just agree with those names. You are Jehovah Jireh. You're oh. our provision. You are Jehovah Sitkanu. You are our righteousness. You are Jehovah Mekadesh. You are our sanctification. You are Jehovah Shalom. You are peace. Lord, for those of us who feel like we're all alone, you are Jehovah Shama. You're the Lord that's present. For those of us who's in a battle, who's in a struggle, who's under attack, he is Jehovah Nisi. He's the captain of the host. He is a God of war who brings victory to us. We magnify you in this place. We thank you, Lord, that you've been given a name that is above every name. And every other name has to bow itself to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I declare to you, whatever your condition, it has a name. The doctor has given it a name. The lawyer has given it a name. The banker has given it a name. But let me tell you, my friend, his name is above every other and name. In and in the it must name bow. of Yeshua, Jesus, the anointed one, you are healed. Amen. Amen. Your life can be different if you could feel God's presence all the time. All the great people in the Bible walked in God's presence. This is normal. Shane Warren has learned how to be normal. 
He was caught up into heaven and heard secrets on how you can walk in God's manifest presence 24-7. Call now and get Shane Warren's anointed book, Secrets of the Well, and his three-part audio CD teaching, Living in the Throne Room. Yours for a donation of $36. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9148. Through this book and three-part audio CD teaching, you will learn how to access the throne room of God. Understand how worship can create a well of resource for strength and revelation for every situation you are facing. Discover how to release God's abundance and miracles. Learn how to activate angels to help win every war. What if I could teach you how to live in the presence of God 24 hours a day, seven days a week and experience the supernatural wherever you go? What if I could teach you how to activate angels and have breakthroughs financially, physically and spiritually? Don't miss out on getting Shane Warren's anointed book, Secrets of the Well, and his three-part audio CD teaching, Living in the Throne Room. Yours for a donation of $36. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9148. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9148 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural, my next guest went to heaven, to the throne room, and was taught to be a professional tour guide of what he calls the throne zone.